0: Real Cuff Radio is about to begin.
1: Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us.
0: Welcome to Real Cuff Radio. And tonight we have a first for Real Cuff. We have a counselor on the line... And he is not only a counselor, but he's a Christian counselor and a pastor. And his name is Robert Scriber. And I've also got Sandra on the line who will be the co host. But, Robert?
2: Yes, I'm here. (laughs) It's going very good. Uh, Had a good day. And I'm certainly glad to be here with you tonight. I appreciate the opportunity to, to share
0: now I do remember one time where you were a Christian counselor somewhere in South Texas and the the state came to you and asked you to start counseling for them because nothing they were doing was working (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I remember that as well there was I had my own
2: business in in South Texas Um, I Received a call from uh, the court system, and they said you know on a tie on occasion uh, We get Christian people in here, and we would like to be able to make referrals to you I really don't know how they got my name or how they um, how they secured my number but they seem to know me and and God just opened up the door for me to uh, To to work with them on occasion absolutely and the fun thing about it about the same time was that uh, I got a call from the Catholic Church and they said that their their counselor had left and they said, can we make referrals to you until we get our new counselor? And so uh, it was just amazing some of the things that God did uh, when I was doing uh, doing that in the South Texas area.
0: Now, do you want to tell us a little about your background before you, uh, you know, start? Well, well, I understand you're going to be doing more of a teaching tonight uh, called Staying Safe in an Anxious World. Yeah, that's mm-hmm, just the idea.
2: Uh, yeah, let me just share with you a little bit about myself. <clears throat> I've been a Christian since I was 15 years of age. Uh, God called me into ministry when I was 17. Um, I've been doing uh, counseling uh, for families and uh, marriage counseling since 1989 uh, I've pastored a church as well um, I have been married a lot of people like to know if, if what you're teaching is true and I said I can I can testify that what we teach is true uh, tomorrow I'll be married 37 years to uh, to the same woman and so it was it's come in handy to know the things that God has taught, and so not only to be able to help other people, but to apply it to my own life, and to see the hand of God work uh, in me, and in in my marriage. And so, I have three kids. Uh, <clears throat> I have two girls and a boy, and I'm a very blessed man. Uh, for all of them are, are are Christians. They've all received Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And uh, in one way or another, they're all uh, serving the Lord in their own way. And so I'm truly blessed to, to be married to the same woman uh, and to have Christian Christian kids. I live in a family where I'm also very blessed. I have two older sisters. Uh, they love the Lord as well. And uh, they have uh, one of them is a missionary in Mexico. Uh, my other sister yeah. is... She and her husband are retired but they're good Christian people Uh, they witness everywhere they go and so uh, my family uh, is a blessing to me so in a nutshell that's something about about who I am
0: well we're so glad to have you on tonight because you won't believe some of the the problems that that we hear about you know our people contact us or about or, or even just this morning we had somebody Who has a, you know, very suicidal daughter, and asking us, okay, well, what what teachings do you have? I said, well, we got one coming up tonight, so (laughs) we'll we'll start there and and uh, you know move on. So
1: and and also the the number of people that just even looking at the kids on Facebook and seeing the younger generation there's so many that are so fearful panic attacks anxiety I mean it's just like you know the world is changing and you want to be able to reach out and help them but until they're ready for the help so I just think that this is going to be a a really good program tonight to begin to help those that are seeking
2: so you're absolutely right the world is changing I remember growing up um, We took a family vacation and when we were going down the road, I believe my mother said to my dad, did you lock the house? And then my dad looked at my mom and he said, I thought you locked it and nobody had locked the house and we were too far away to turn around and come back. And he said, oh, I'll just call the neighbor and they'll take care of it. so we were gone for a whole week in an unlocked house and uh, and absolutely nothing happened our neighbors were there to be sure that everything was okay and um, and we felt safe about it Uh, we weren't we weren't fearful Uh, I never saw any fear over over my parents face or in their in their voice and so um, so we were okay as kids and we we knew that you know things would be okay Um, and and today, uh, that is not the case. The same place where we felt safe in Brownsville, Texas, where we grew up. Um, we went back to live there uh, back in our 30s, and uh, every home had bars on the windows. Every door had bars on the windows, and if you didn't have bars on your your surrounding your house and then it was just like an invitation for thieves to be able to come in and say here you know take my stuff because there was no deterrent to for them to to walk away and so times of change uh, with the rise of Isis and, uh, the shootings that are going on um, the, uh, the issues that are going on in, in our day and time uh, safety is a is a real uh, concern by people and safety is something that people think about all the time and and there is a way that God wants us to be safe Uh, we have uh, well, there's God is 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 so for us he wants us to be safe and a couple of the places where we need to know that we're safe is is one in our emotions Uh, emotions are very strong um, and they they pop up whenever something is going on within us uh, and so <clears throat> let me just give an example like what I call the rubber band effects with every every belief uh, there's an emotion and so when we have uh, something that's happened to us what we do is we'll run it through our beliefs and then our beliefs tell us basically what to feel and how to behave and so fear uh, is the strongest emotion that we have to deal with anxiety is a part of that and it is can it is and can be overwhelming depending on what we believe is going is about uh, what's about to happen to us and so i've written a couple of definitions Uh, one from Webster and I just like to read that the idea of what um, the world is saying anxiety is so let me just read that to you it's an abnormal and overwhelming sense of apprehension and fear often marked by physiological signs you know such as sweating and tension and increased pulse the reason is by doubt concerning the reality of the threat and about one's capacity to cope with it and I like that definition because it talks about the apprehension of something bad is about to happen Uh, one of my sisters had a friend when we lived um, all together and uh, she was coming over to our house and I remember that uh, she had she had seen a frog on the porch And this produced uh, screaming and running and more screaming. Uh, She had a fear of frogs now this poor little frog was just as frightened as, <laughs> as she was and certainly wouldn't have done anything to her uh, but that fear came upon her you never understood at that time what she believed <clears throat> at that moment but whatever it was it created a great deal of discomfort within her the fear always has to do with our future uh, we look something that's about to come to us and we're anticipating um, a punishment uh, we're anticipating uh, a rejection we're anticipating something that we know is going to to harm us uh, it's something that we know that will hurt us and we have no control of it uh, we may doubt as a definition I just read uh, we may doubt the reality uh, or the, we may doubt the if we can deal with it Then we then we may doubt within ourselves of whether or not um, we can we will be able to control what's going on and so these things happen very quickly to us and it doesn't take long for us to make a judgment that something bad is about to happen and so when that comes um, when that when that process the thought process comes then we experience fear uh, depending on the punishment that we have already experienced in our past. Uh, it can create anxiety when actually there's nothing else going on in the world around us. Um, but because we think there's something going on, then it can create uh, that sense of anxiety. And the, and the uh, physiological things begin to take place. And so the Bible is very specific, and uh, I think they took their definition from the scriptures uh, because it certainly fit, uh, fits well but in First John chapter 4 verse um, 18 this is what the scriptures say let me find it I looked at the wrong one here we go Uh, it says that such love and he's talking about the love of, of God such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear if we are afraid it is for fear of judgments and this shows that his love has not been perfected in us Uh, another translation says that it is uh, not only of judgment but of torment Uh, the idea of torment goes back all the way back to uh, when Rome was in existence and they many they would crucify uh, the Christians or they uh, would uh, put them out in the arena for sport one of the things that they did at that particular time was that they would um, take the Christians and they would wrap them up in animal skins and wrapping them up in animal skins um, sew up the skins and then they would put them out in the in the arena, uh, they did not feed the animal. They did not feed the lions, and then they released the lions into the arena. And of course, they were hungry, and they would go after the animal skins. And the idea of torment is that we're anticipating um, something terrible is about to happen, and may not be even aware of. Uh, being able to see it but we know that something really bad is going to take place and so with the advent of, of all the things that are going on in our world today There is a lot of fear there's a lot of anxiety and depending on the circumstances that we're in and what we see um, that's going to come into play more and more into people's lives uh, because uh, the world is is not safe right now but the marvelous good thing is that God says we can be safe and we do not have to work or walk in that fear um, and there's a way that we can come to under there's a way to, to deal with those fears and those anxieties that are in our lives and it's there's no magic formula there's you know I can't say today well if you you know you take this pill if you run around the block if you do this you do that you know the fear will uh, just dissipate and go away and you never have to deal with it again that's just it's just not the way things work uh, but god was in his infinite wisdom uh, made a way for us to deal with fear uh, otherwise in our day and time we're going to find that we're more and more crippled and we have more and more um, anxiousness about living in our society just going out on a day-to-day basis and so let me let me share briefly do you have any questions at this point daughter Sandra
0: no I'm just listening okay well let me share with you uh,
2: what God's plan is for us to deal with these uh, anxieties and irrational fears that come our way. And first of all, I just wanted to make it plain that uh, fear is not from God. Uh, he did not create that for us Um, this was uh, something that came about uh, because of the the fall of men but it is something that God came to deal with when he sent his son Jesus Christ Uh, one of the things that Jesus proclaimed when he first started his ministry was that he came to destroy the works of the enemy and uh, this is what God had planned and what uh, God wants to do to take um, that fear that was within us uh, and to replace it with something else because uh, he doesn't want us to live. Uh, frightened of the world he doesn't want us to live uh, frightened of um, of what our what the world says that our, our body should do I'm 63 years of age and the world is telling me that I'm supposed to be sick and I'm not supposed to be able to do these certain things and the older that I get I'm more likely to have <clears throat> heart disease and I'm more likely to have uh, a heart attack or a stroke my doctor uh, recently, told me he said, "Well, you're a diabetic and because you're diabetic. You know, you're just a, a heartbeat away from a heart attack." And so, um, they tell people my age that you can expect this to happen and you can expect this to happen, and you know that produces a lot of fear if you believe what they have to say. And so, uh, there's fears about our physical being. There's fears uh, about our uh, our. Um, financial well being. Um, there's fears about doing um, how to make a living in this day of time is really interesting uh, growing up when, when I was in the church one of the lies that and the church <clears throat> noise lie but one of the things uh, that I came across was that you know if you hadn't made your name by the time you were in your 30s and 40s then you weren't going anywhere by the time you going to get in your 50s and 60s and uh, that's what that's what they taught me and so when I was in my 50s and I lost my job and I I lost my salary and I lost uh, you know everything that I had was working for it was like that fear came up and it was like okay man i'm in my 50s i've i haven't made my name at this point i'm I'm not a world you know tv star i'm none of those things and so you know how am i going to survive and this was the lie that came up when that lie came up and then fear would come upon me and so um I uh, was able to deal with that because God always reminds me of the truth and in that process uh, of working through that fear you know I'm, i I don't worry about that anymore because I know it's not true that was a lie and I don't have to listen to the lie of the enemy so let me just put some things out here that uh, God wants you to be aware of first of all God is love Uh, this is his essence this is who he is this is um, he cannot be something else Uh, he is love and when you when you know him then you have the right and the opportunity to experience this love and how wonderful it is he does, because the world didn't always see God as a loving person; they seem as uh, judgmental and condemning and uh unwise and and petty and and you know there's the world paints uh, a very ugly picture of god um but he's not that way his just his very being is love, and so everything he does. Is, comes from a right motive everything he does is is right uh, because uh, the love that he is and that he gives is always for our best and he wants people to know that uh, when he sees us he sees us um, as valuable people and so what I, what I mean is is let me just give an example a person determines the value of something you know you can go to the store and look for tennis shoes and you can buy tennis shoes that are worth $160 you can buy tennis shoes that are worth $50 and you determine uh, what the shoes are worth to you and you're willing to give then what you believe they're worth <clears throat> and uh, in giving that you determine the value to you how much value that tennis issue has uh, well when God looked at his creation and saw that they could not come back to him he gave them value he he determined their value very quickly and the famous verse that everyone knows for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life what did he give when god looks at you and i he sees value within us, and he gave his son for us. And so, the first thing that he does out of his love is to determine our value. And so, God is for us; he's not against us, but he's for us. And this is for someone who has prayed to God and they didn't get an answer, and or the answer was no. And so, when God does that, the reason is is that he because he values us so so much he always does what's best for us and doing what's best for us then he will always um, sometimes he may say no to us and it's not because he wants to deny us but he knows it's not the very best thing that he has for us Uh, a small thing that I experienced in my own life when I really learned that lesson is I was buying a car And it was perfect, at least in my eyes. It was perfect. It was the right color. It was the right model, the right make, had the right mileage. It was a used car, but it was in my budget. So all of those things that came together, and so I was excited. My wife was excited because we were going to get this car, and and so I said, Lord, thank you for this car. And He spoke to my heart, and He said, No, this is not the one. And I was like no no no! you don't understand <laughs> because and it was the one it was the right colors all of those things that I mentioned it was the one and so I said Lord if he calls me and asks me if I want to buy it I don't know how to say no at this point because it's the right one in my eyes and I said you can so you'll have to to do something here that I can't do and he he said okay so the next day the man was on the call was, you know, sell me the car he uh called me on the phone he said "Bobby, i can't sell you the car and i said okay how come and he said well we discovered that it's got a crack in the block he said i have a mechanic friend who's going to pay for it for the same price he said you're not a mechanic which, which I wasn't and he said he'll take care of it and uh, he said I can't sell you the car and I said well thank you God I appreciate you you know showing me that it was a week later I found the same car same color same make, same mileage and it was two thousand dollars less than uh, oh the first car would have been and the engine was fine and so I learned that if God says no it's because he has something better for me and he's not trying to deny me of anything but but God is love and so he's moved to action on our on our behalf and we have to really settle this in our mind we have to come to a place where we say you know what whatever's happened to me i know that god loves me he is love and it's something that um, is very real to me so which leads me to the next next point how how do we make god real to us well we have to know that his love is experiential now let me let me read the scripture it's in ephesians 319 it says may you experience the love of christ Though it is so great, you will never fully understand it. And the word experience here is uh, that you may know, and it has to do with intimacy. And so when uh, we come to Christ, uh, we can know his love it's not just something that we can hear about it. it's not just something that we read about it but it's something that we can experience and it is by far the most wonderful thing I've ever experienced in my life I remember uh, the first time that I really came to an understanding um, or, or not the first time but the time when I really began to understand more of what is uh, love meant and uh, I was in a, a service and we were worshiping God and singing and giving praise and and doing those things and it was it was really nice there was in a small church uh, about three or four hundred people well about 300 people and uh, you could hear everybody singing and then all of a sudden in the midst of that, in the very midst of that, I became totally focused you know, on my father. And at that point, there was there was there was no music playing, there was no voices going around. Uh, I was not aware of what was going on around me, but I was aware of the presence of God, uh, and He just He just loved on me he just showed me how much that he loved loved on me and so uh, after a short time I became aware of the scene again and, and I was gonna continue to sing and uh, but the wonderful news is that God's love is experiential you can uh, know it you can come to understand it you can have it in your life on a daily basis and you can know that god uh, doesn't run out of it uh, and that when you come into his presence you're going to experience his love and this is what the scripture is talking about when it says perfect love cast out all fear Uh, the more that you experience the love of christ In your heart uh, the less you fear because you don't have to worry if God's going to reject you he's not you don't have to worry if he's going to be angry with you he's not Uh, you don't have to worry if he's going to uh, uh, be there he's not Um, he's there and his love is there for us to participate in and to experience it and to know that, then the more we understand that, the less we deal with fear, because he doesn't do to us what man does to us. Man will reject us. Man will uh, uh, will, uh, will accuse us. Uh, the enemy will accuse us. There's so many things. One of the things that I experienced most as a Christian was rejection. Christians from Christians uh, in my life Um, I served in churches from the time that I was in my 20s and there's a whole series of things that I could share with you You just don't have the time to do that but but Christ uh, loves us and we can experience it and we can know it and this is what God says in 1st John 4 back to verse 18 it says uh, such or in verse um, sixteen, it says that God is love, and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And so we know that God is love, we know that we can experience. Uh, and so how do we do that? how do we walk in that love and the more that we walk in it the less that we're going to have the anxiety and the fear because we understand who God is and we know who he is in our in our heart in our life and so uh, first we have to come to him God is rewarder of those who diligently uh, seek him and so we have to just to come to him uh, secondly we know that uh, we can do that um, the scriptures tell us in Colossians that the, the blood of Jesus and the price that he paid on the cross brings us into the presence of God and you know what happens because of what the blood of Jesus did he shows us that when we can come into his presence and that God looks at us and sees us as, as holy and righteousness Now it's not our righteousness it's not our uh, what we do but it's what his son did on the cross for us. and because of what his son did on the cross he that opened up the bridge and the door for us to be able to come into the presence at any time and God sees us as holy and righteous and also uh, in, in Hebrews it tells us that you now we can come boldly into the throne room as at any time to receive grace and mercy and so um, I'm reminded of the example of uh, a former president uh, John Kennedy he was had a cabinet meeting but his son was there and his, his son all of a sudden decided he wanted some ice cream or something to eat and, and he went over and ran up to daddy and he said daddy I want this and I need this right now and and his father stopped the cabinet meeting so that he could take care of his son and so there's an intimacy with God where he hears and where he listens, and he's not too busy to um, to address, uh, not too busy not to address our needs. He's interested in who we are. And so um, it is... Uh, uh something that um, god wants his his children to experience his love and to grow in it and to be rooted in it and in doing so then and we have the opportunity to stay safe because we're not looking at what is happening in the world even though we may be very aware of it and we should be aware of it but we're looking into the heart of, of God and that is to love us and so we in experiencing it and it just opens up so many doors for us um, to enjoy our life but how do we experience it we experience it like uh, like receiving a gift Um, when a person receives salvation it's a gift God offers it to us and by the by uh, a choice of faith then we say Uh, yes I want that gift because I know I am I'm lost without him I know that sin is uh, keeping me from him and I want to receive that forgiveness and I want to receive that that gift of uh, salvation where I I can experience a real relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and so it's the same way that we experience his love we we accept it uh, as by we receive it by an act of faith everybody been given faith and God says you know I this is a part of my relationship with you and I want you to experience it so we, we receive it um, am I perfect no uh, do I always feel right no none of that makes any difference but making a decision to say father uh, you have made this available to me I can receive it and so I am gonna walk in it um, in the beginning that we may not feel anything or we may not feel any change but the change will come because God will orchestrate uh, opportunities for us to walk in his presence and then we learn how to do that on a day-to-day basis but he always begins the process and he is willing to work with us and when, when we don't see it he is working to give us opportunities to experience his love which means that he gives us opportunities opportunities to to walk with him and be with him and um and so first i have to be willing to say yep you know this is true i trust god in this it's a real situation god has made it available to me i may not feel like it at this point but it is true and i receive uh, what he has for me and and then how do we continue to walk in it Uh, It's a process of one being thankful. Um, We have a choice to be thankful. Uh, And when I'm mad with someone, I I don't listen to them very well. If I'm angry at them, I'm not too attentive to them. If I uh, I'm disappointed or been hurt by somebody, I you know I may stay away from them. And so. Uh, if I have those feelings toward God it's hard for me to receive those things because that that fear within me that he may hurt me or he, he may not give me what I don't want or uh, those fears may rise up within me and so in my relationship um, it's, it's not God doing that but it's it's um, the enemy and it's me responding and uh, in a negative way towards God and and when I do that, like in any relationship, then I don't receive well. But when I am thankful in my relationship with God, then my heart is open to receive and it prepares me to receive all that God has for me and so we we believe that he is love we we know that we can experience it we prepare our hearts to receive it by being thankful and just spending time with him and just thanking him for the wonderful things that he's done Um, if everything is going wrong in our life, but we just remember the gifts that He's given us so of salvation and the gift of the Holy Spirit and the gift of, uh, of his, his love and friendship and peace and joy and all the things that He has given us, then that we have something to be thankful for. And as we just turn to Him and we're, we're thankful, then we find our heart is open and ready to receive from Him. And because it's 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 relationship, it's walking with Him, and when they I'm receiving, or when I'm thankful towards a person, then I it's so much easier to receive. And so, we just take time to be thankful through our day. Thank you, Father. When, uh, the scriptures are very plain. It says that we are to be thankful for His um, loving the tender mercies in the morning and His faithfulness at night. And there's not a day that goes by where I say, "Thank you, Lord," that today is fresh and new for me, you, know, you have something for me today. And and at the night when I go before I go to bed, my wife and I pray and we say, Thank you for your faithfulness and I've- I find things that I can easily be thankful for and it just opens up my heart toward him and I experience his love and uh, and it's a marvelous thing. It's, it's the most powerful thing that you will ever experience in this in this life I remember one time I was speaking to God and I said Lord I just need to be refreshed in your love I said uh, I said, Would you please just refresh me again? And so I prayed that for three months. But I knew that God was a rewarder of those who seek Him. And I just knew that He would reward me. And so I'd gone to church. The church I really wasn't too excited about. (laughs) But I went anyway because they had a special night of praise and worship. And in praise and worship, uh, I was just uh, praising and worshiping God and enjoying the music. And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. I. I like the time when I just was aware of I was in the presence of God this happened again. I just knew I was in the presence of Jesus, and uh, I didn't see his face, but all of a sudden he just opened up his heart to me, and I could only I could only take it for about three seconds. It was so powerful, and now when because when he gives you that experience of walking in his love now. Uh, whenever I need it I can go back to that and I can experience that and I can just know his love again he he always allows us to to go back into those in in those situations and I I am not a a miracle seeker I I don't you know there's things I I don't just I don't just you know look and try to find miracles all the time Um, I what I do try to do is just walk in my relationship with with uh, with the Lord Jesus, and then I find that miracles follow in in that, and I, I find them in my own hearts. And then I find it that because of what He's done in me, I'm also able to give to other people. And so the Lord just really spoke to me and said, "You need to speak on my love because that's what deals with fear. You can you can know Him." You can experience it, you can walk in it, and it's something that He wants to do with you every day. And so, um, the more that I understand that, uh, the less fear that there is in, in me and the less anxiety. Uh, because when something happens, then I can take it to the Lord Jesus immediately and I can experience His love and you know i'm not worried about what's coming up yeah you because know, fear has to do with the future and you know my hands my my plans and, and everything that i've given to him are a part of the future and i trust him to take care of those things and so i hope i just this is really Brief and it's really short, uh, but I have hope I've given you a better understanding um, how we can, you know, deal with this very strong emotion.
0: All right. Well, no, you gave some really good examples. Uh, I really like what you said about JFK mm-hmm. because when you, when you think <laughs> about it, I'm always. No, I, I always I heard that
2: story and I've always loved it and I thought you know that's just uh, it, it, it's just cool <laughs> and so many have
1: never heard that about God talk speaking about God loving us and caring so much and and perfect love does cast out fear. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bobby, for sharing that and and, and how were no. you getting- asking to pray and also to pray for those that maybe don't know the Lord and I know Mm -hmm. there's many that do listen that know the Lord but there's some that are listening that don't know the Lord did you pray both ways
2: I can pray both ways let me give a quick example of uh, for someone who may be listening that doesn't know the Lord uh, what you're experiencing in your life is is because of sin and it's it's a part of who you are and uh, and it keeps you from God Uh, because uh, God can't exist in the same place with sin. And so it keeps you from him. And so God in in his wisdom knew that you could not in yourself deal with that sin. So he said, I'm going to take care of it for you. And so, his plan from the beginning was that he gave his only begotten Son. And Jesus is dying on the cross, his death, uh, shedding of his blood, the brokenness of his body, and then coming back to life after three days where he was a resurrection uh, took care of my problem. Jesus took care of sin. And so, God then says, Now. What I have for you is a a gift, and this gift takes care of your sin, and it is receiving the person of Jesus Christ into your life. And so as any gift, you reach out and you take it, and you just speak to the Lord and say, Hey, Father, I know I have a sin problem, and it keeps me from being with you, but Jesus paid for that. And I choose to receive today by faith. I choose to receive that gift and I know that what Jesus did will cancel my sin and I can have a right relationship with you. So let's just pray there. Father, if anybody doesn't know you know you as your personal savior, I pray that you will Uh, speak to their hearts, uh, Father, that you reveal to them what you've done for them, that you will show them, as you showed me when I was a young man, that they can receive Christ as their personal Savior, that their sins will be dealt with, Father, that you can have a relationship with them and all that you have planned for them uh, is is available to them. And never again, Father, will they have to... uh, uh, be downcast or, or, or burdened uh, we know that's a process but lord that you just save them from those things and that you will work in them to make them the person that you want them to be in jesus name and then father for those who know you already but uh, are struggling and their eyes are not focused on you I pray father that you will uh, speak clearly and freshly to them tonight and that they will um, hear your voice but not away but not only hear your voice but they will have a refreshment of the love that you poured into their hearts and you've said that in Romans 5 5 that they will uh, experience it a fresh and anew, and a new uh, spoken word will be given to them Uh, and Lord that they will begin to see you for who you are and experiencing your love and Lord that that emotion of fear is going to go away and dissipate and we just thank you for it in Jesus name amen and when I come to God I have never uh, experienced any rejection and Coming to God, you you know your percentages of winning the battle is a hundred percent. Somebody asked me the other day, Bobby you've been in a lot of battles." I said, "Yeah, I have been." And they said, "How many have you won?" I said, "I won them all. Every battle that had come my way in my life, because when when I included God in it, I won every one. And it wasn't because of me. It wasn't because of anything I've done. But it was just because of the love of Christ in me."
1: That's good. That's real good.
0: All right. Well, Robert, I, we do appreciate you coming on. And uh, we will attach your email in case there's anybody that wants to get a hold of you. Okay. And then uh, I look forward to doing the next show. Um <sighs> So the next, show,
2: the next one, uh, we're going to talk about anger and what it does. Um,
0: the two Oh, that's going to be a good one because <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of angry people. <laughs> oh you know, yeah, especially, can imagine. Yeah. After, especially after they hear some of the shows, we, you know, we just did one on abortion, and there's he's oh, yeah. the ang- angry person about that. <laughs> You know, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're
2: going to make that choice, and so you know, the, the the two strongest emotions that we deal with are anger and fear. Anger is always a deal deals with our past. Fear always deals with our future. And and where does God exist? He, he exists in today, and this is why so many people. Uh, are, are not experiencing God today because they're full of what's about to come and they're thinking it's about on, on all the things that are about to happen to them, or they're mad about the past, something that's happened to them where they were hurt. And so uh, the enemy tries to keep us focused on our anger and our fear. And what do we miss out on? We miss out on God. And God is in today and that's where he wants us to live and so uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity to come back and, and maybe speak to that as well
0: well Robert and, we definitely look forward to it so yeah, uh, anything else Sandra so
1: no no I'm just thinking about all the people that he was talking about that that aren't living uh, all that, that they, they can be Aren't living the full life here on earth
2: so yes just... and there's many of them and you know that's uh, that's been something that uh, I'm learning about as well to you know walk in that abundance and it's an exciting experience
1: because that's what he wants us to walk in
0: while wow. we're here wow. on
1: this earth
0: absolutely
2: so,
1: thank you
0: Rob all right thank you very much well, okay thank you for coming on and and uh, we'll uh, pass your email along and we'll speak to you real soon okay hey i look forward to it and thank you for the opportunity god bless you bye-bye thank you that's a wrap